This morning, I've been feeling um, like I'm supposed to do the part two. If you guys were here, I want to say it was about a month ago. I can't remember now. Um, about the Ephesians 117 prayer. Um, I feel like there's really something there that the Lord wants to do with our body and um, with you guys. And I don't know if you guys remember when we had uh, our, I guess you would say, first of the year service, we were really pursuing the Lord, asking the Lord what he wanted to do this year. And um, I was really getting... Jeremiah uh, 33, 3, I was seeing it everywhere. I was seeing 333 3, 3 everywhere. And I was like, Lord, what are, you, what are you trying to say? And he was, he was saying, this is a year for a Jeremiah 33 revelatory year. And if you guys don't know what that, it says, it says, call to me and I will answer you and I will show you great, mighty, unsearchable things that you do not know. So this is a year, I mean, it's every year, but there's specifically a, a highlight from the Lord this year for us to be pursuing him and having a, uh, an intimate dialogue with him about what he wants to do and what he is doing and that it would be a habit within our life. And... Um, I really feel like even during the service today, I feel like the Holy Spirit is going to be pouring out a spirit of wisdom and revelation over you. And I just want to encourage you guys during the service today, if, you, if things like kind of pop into your mind and in your heart from the Holy Spirit about situations in your real life, pay attention. So I feel like he's going to be speaking to you guys, giving you wisdom, giving you revelation about how to practically navigate in issues and situations in your life. It's going to happen, I believe, even during this service. Um, so let's pray. Lord, help. <laughs> I need your help. Help me just to communicate what's on your heart this morning, Lord. Confirm your word, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray for that. I pray for my brothers and sisters this morning that you would just give them glorious Father, that you would give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that they would know you better, that they would know you more intimately, that they would know your thoughts, your heart, your mind. In Jesus' name, we welcome you, Holy Spirit, to do that. All right, so let's get started. I want to just do like a quick review of the part one, kind of, you know, lay that foundation, and then I, I want to kind of take off in uh, the second part of that prayer. So I'm going to read that prayer. It's Ephesians 117. I'm going to read all the way through 21. If you got your Bibles, go ahead and turn there. We're literally, I'm just going to go through that, that prayer. So it says, I keep asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ... The glorious Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. And that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in, he in the heavenly realms. Far, 
Everybody say far, far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion in every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Man, that's a powerful prayer, right? I love this prayer. And, and the Lord is, uh, you know, as I've been kind of seeking him the past couple months, he's kind of like dropped this in my my peripheral or, you know, kind of bringing it front and center and saying like, Paul, this uh, Jeremiah 33, three year, and he knows me, the Lord, obviously the Lord knows me. I'm very practical. If God gives me something that's like kind of theory and kind of like, yeah, uh, you know, like kind of cool sounding, but he, there's no practical application in my, my life. I'm always kind of like, Lord, you've got to make this real to me. I mean, that's cool, but I need to know how to actually walk this out in my life. I don't want just head knowledge or revelatory knowledge without it actually coming out of my life practically. And so like, uh, so that's my prayer to God. I was like, God, okay, that's cool. You want me to call to you? You want to answer me? You want to show me great and mighty things? How do I practically call to you? How do I practically receive from you? You know, we talk a lot about like this stuff in church and, the, and then we just kind of leave like, uh, leave it in theory, but we don't really actually practically do it in our own life. And um, so that's what I want to try to do today. I feel like the Lord's kind of really given us some practical tools that we can actually experience this, things that we can do to partner with God to see this actually come into our life. Because he wants to bring this in. There is this, anyway, all right. So, and this is what he told me. He said, Paul, begin to pray Ephesians 1.17 prayer daily. Just pray it every day. Pray it every day. Just consume it. Just pray it because it is the will for, it is the will of God for me in my life. And we know that because, first off, it's the inerrant word of God. So we know it's the will of God, right? In 1 John 5, 14, it says, this is the confidence which we have before him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked from him. So if we're praying the will of God, you can basically take that to the bank. It's a guarantee that it will happen in your life. He guarantees it. So when we pray this prayer, which is the will of God for you and for me in our lives, I guarantee you, he guarantees you that you're going to receive what you're asking. So if you're hungry to know God more, if you're hungry to experience the deeper things in the spirit, I encourage you, pray this prayer. Pray it daily. And don't just pray it like a rote prayer, like, you know, I don't know, like doing the Our Father, you know, Pray it with like your heart. Pray it with like an earnesty like of, God, this is my heart. Give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I want to know you. I want to experientially know you. And so I've been doing that over the past, gosh, months, many months here, just praying it uh, hopefully almost every day. <laughs> um, Pretty much every day, I'd say that. And, uh, 
And I myself personally have been experiencing more revelatory interaction, I don't know how else to word it, with the Holy Spirit than I have in a very long time. And I know it's tied to praying this prayer, praying the will of God daily, okay? So we talked about this last time. I'm going to just kind of go through this, uh, this prayer, and we're kind of do like some sidetracks, but I'm just, I want to go line by line through this prayer. So right off the beginning, I'm going to go through and um, review just a little bit. We talked about the first part. It says that first, the first three words, what does it say? Depending on your translation. What, what do you guys have? What are the first three words of that prayer? I keep asking. I'm telling you, that might be insignificant to you, like these just these little side words, I keep asking. But this is huge. When I first read this, after the Lord told me to start praying this, this thing basically, I mean, it jumped off of my, the page to me, and it was just like this daily pursuit, this stubbornness in the spirit of praying until you have it. It's that, what we've been talking about, that uh, the, the, the Luke... 11, the, the persistent neighbor, the persistent widow of the knocking, the asking, the seeking until you receive, until you, the door is open to you, right? So this is that same heart right there of like that we need to continually be asking. Don't expect to receive anything if you just pray it one, more, one time and then that's it. There's like a principle of faith and a principle of value when we consistently do something over and over and over again, it shows God, first off, it shows that we want it, that we actually really do want it, that it's not just some flippant like, yeah, it'd be really cool if I had you know, more of the spirit of wisdom revelation. I'll just pray it and see what happens. But it shows that we value it. And, like, and it also is preparing us when we're praying this prayer in a daily fashion it's preparing us to receive so it's building actually a container if you want to say in the spirit for you to be able to receive what he's pouring out and for you to retain it for you to be able to walk through it for you to be able to give it to others okay so this continual praying praying it over and over again so that's step one, right? All right. So we keep asking. And this is very, this is connected to the Luke 11. Um, I'm not going to go through all of it. Uh, listen to the podcast if you guys want to get, um, you know, go through that part. So the next part, it says, all right, so I keep asking the glorious Father that he would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So that sounds like really cool, right? And we talked about this last time, like who is the spirit of, of wisdom and revelation? And that's obviously, it's the sevenfold Holy Spirit, okay? The Holy Spirit, there's many facets to the Holy Spirit. There aren't necessarily seven Holy Spirits, but there is one Holy Spirit and there's different facets of him. And you can go into Isaiah 11 and Revelation 4 to kind of go divulge in that. But part of one of the names and the facets of the Holy Spirit is a spirit of wisdom and a spirit of knowledge or revelation. Okay? 
So what actually is revelation? We talked about this last time. It's a spiritual unveiling. It's a spiritual understanding given by the Holy Spirit by grace that produces change in our life. It is more than just knowing a bunch of facts about God or some really, you, you listen to some cool uh, teaching from you know, your favorite pastors and stuff like that and you get all this kind of head knowledge. It's not that. Revelation is when you are reading the word of God or you're spending time with the Lord and there's literally like a veil between you and this revelation or this, this knowledge about God and it's all of a sudden that veil is gone and boom, there it is. And a lot of you guys have experienced this before when like you receive revelation from the Holy Spirit. It's like boom, it's like all of a sudden you have it. It's not like you are working really hard trying to like deduce and break down some equation, you know. It's like, you know, it's not like you're like studying hard the scriptures and you're trying. No, it's like all of a sudden you're sitting there doing nothing and then boom, the veil is taken away, you see. That's what revelation is. And this is important to, because a lot of times, and the enemy will tell you that you got to work really hard, you got to like strive, you got to study to show yourself approved. Now, that is scripture, and we do need to study to show ourselves approved, but it's not like a, a, a head, intellectual, um, kind of academic knowledge and pursuit. You know, God says he made human wisdom foolishness in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And he basically trumps it with his wisdom. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm all about, like, studying. I mean, I have my master's degree in theology, actually. And I, I'm all about studying on that level. But revelatory knowledge is different it's an unveiling and it's received by grace. Isn't that awesome? So you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room to hear the voice of God, to know his thoughts. You could be the dumbest guy or girl in the room. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, like I'm so dense. I'm like, God, I am not getting this. You've got to reveal you something. There's something missing there. I'm not hearing. I'm not seeing right. You've got to unveil and you've got to give me revelation of what's going on here. And thank goodness by his grace, he will do it. Okay. All right. So we talked about, yep, sevenfold man, uh, manifold, or no, sevenfold spirit of God, the wisdom of revelation, uh, this revelation. So when the Holy Spirit comes and he gives us wisdom and revelation, it was received by grace. Now, there is a part that we do play in positioning, our, posi positioning ourselves to receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation because Proverbs 25 two says it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of Kings to search it out. So there is a work there. There's a searching, there's a seeking, there's a pursuing there. So it's not like you're just passively walking through your life and just God just is like downloading like revelation. No, you've got to like, there is still work involved, but the work is really not work. It's all it is is really like stopping what you're doing, positioning yourself, getting alone with God and waiting on him, talking with him, communing with him. 
and then he speaks. And the other thing is, we must consume the word of God consistently. This is huge. To receive what God wants to speak to us, we have to be daily in his word, daily. Because many times, that's how God's going to speak to you. That's how he's going to give you wisdom and revelation, is he's going to like unveil the scripture and give you those nuggets of revelation in the word of God. And you guys have experienced this. You guys haven't experienced this. You know, the word of God has got like so many, I just call them nuggets, gold nuggets of scripture. And I don't know, when I read the word of God and I get to a passage where I just like, I know there's something more there. There's something more that you want to speak here. There's something deeper. There's something veiled there. And this is my conversation with the Holy Spirit. It's like, Lord, unveil it. There's something there. Speak to me. And I'll begin to read it. I'll begin to, to meditate on that scripture. I'll begin to ruminate on that scripture we talk about in, in church, you know. And, and all of a sudden, like, the veil is removed and I see, I see what he's trying to communicate there. Does that make sense? So you have to be daily to position yourself to receive this. You can pray this prayer. I encourage you pray the prayer all day long, every day, but also read his word every day. Get in his word every single day. And you think I like a lot of you guys are like, well, duh, Paul, of course we're Christians, right? We're supposed to be in the word. You'd be surprised how many people don't read their Bible. How many Christians don't read their Bible? It's sad, honestly. <laughs> So, and I'm, not, and I'm not pointing out anybody here, but I'm cur encouraging you guys. If you want to receive revelation, wisdom from the Holy Spirit, consume his word daily. Okay? All right. So what is the purpose of this prayer, right? We move on. It says, you know, pray, glorious Father, give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. For what purpose? So there's two things here. Okay, it immediately says it right after that. What does it say right after that? To give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, okay? And some tra translations say to know him better. That is first and foremost why we are praying this prayer, that we can experientially have a knowledge of Jesus Christ in our daily life, that when we get, get alone with him, that we spend time with him, we actually encounter the God of the universe in an intimate way, not in some religious way, some rote way, but like when his presence comes and he unveils and shows himself in greater and greater measures. You know, we will be spending eternity. A lot of times people are like, what are we going to be doing in heaven forever? I mean, what, what can you do forever? You know, I mean, we're going to live forever. But I am convinced we will be continually getting to know who God is forever. We will never get to the bottom of who God is. And I'm not talking about just head knowledge and stuff like He's going to show us sides about himself and things about himself forever. Every day, every hour. You know the scripture where it says where it's talking about the elders and they're throwing down their crowns before the lamb and they're crying out holy, holy. And they're doing this over and over and over again. You know Why? Because they're seeing and they're getting to know God more and more and more and more. And they're so blown away about how awesome and how holy set apart God is that they can't help but just worship. 
They can't help but just throw their crowns out. It's like, I'm nothing. You are it all. You're everything. I mean, this is forever. We are going to be amazed and fascinated by who Jesus is for eternity. But guess what? We can begin that pursuit now. We can experientially know who Jesus is more and more and more every day. So this is the purpose, okay? This is the purpose of this prayer. Philippians 3.10, this I'm going to read it from the Amplified. It says, for my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. Isn't that awesome? That is our pursuit. That is the purpose of this prayer. Number one, Lord, we want to know you. And we don't want to just know head knowledge about you. We want to experience you on a greater measure. Because out of this comes everything. The Christian life comes out of this. We pray for signs and wonders. We pray for all of those, you know, the moving of the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It comes from this one place. What's that, that scripture? I can't remember the address right now. In Daniel, it says, you know, they will do mighty exploits, those who know their God. That's an intimate knowledge. And those exploits, it's talking about the, move, the, the signs and the wonders and the miracles that we are called to walk in. It all starts here. So this is a very practical tool for us to be just seeking God with, using this scripture, praying this prayer. All right. Because when the Holy Spirit comes in your time, when you spend time with him, this is what happens. John 15, 26. This is Jesus talking about the helper. When the helper comes, the Holy Spirit, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. Now, he, that, that word testify means that he's going to reveal, there's going to be unveiling of who Jesus is. The Holy Spirit, that is his job. I know when I, I, when I was young, um, and I came back to the Lord, and uh, my sister actually told me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know what that was. I mean, I grew up, I wasn't in really in the church anymore. And I grew up in Methodist, Lutheran, and all this kind of stuff. I didn't even know who the Holy Spirit was. I, I thought it was like this thing that you prayed when somebody got baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? I didn't know. I mean, I know Jesus, you know, but I didn't know Holy Spirit. And uh, my sister told me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And... Uh, Lo and behold, I had this encounter when I was younger, in my uh, teens, my late teens, and uh, where I received the, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in my bedroom, and it rocked my life. I mean, it changed everything. But the one thing, I mean, I was like, I was on the floor crying and snotting. You guys, some of you guys know what I'm talking about speaking in tongues, saying, what in the world is going on? I don't, what, is, what am I even saying? You know, all that kind of stuff. But the one thing that I can remember to this day is there was just such an overwhelming sense of the reality of Jesus. 
It was like he walked into my room and just came and poured out the Holy Spirit over me. I didn't even know. The Holy Spirit wasn't the focus. It was Jesus. I had such an overwhelming sense of Jesus, and he was real, and he was alive, and he was the most powerful being in the whole universe. That's what the Holy Spirit is here to do. He is here to testify of Jesus, to make Jesus real. So we need that relationship with the Holy Spirit. Don't neglect that relationship with the Holy Spirit. I pray this prayer all the time. Holy Spirit, show me Jesus. Because that's your job. You, he loves. He gets excited to show Jesus. To make Jesus real. He loves to brag about Jesus. And I mean real, I mean not just like some head knowledge or some kind of churchy thing. I'm talking about in your real life, everyday life. He wants to show up in your home. He wants to show up in your work in real supernatural ways. And I'm saying that, you guys know, because we, sometimes we church, churchy these, you know, church eyes. Is that even a word? But you know what I'm saying? We kind of like make this thing a churchy thing. But this isn't a churchy thing. This is like real life. Like when Jesus showed up in my bedroom when I was 17 years old and baptized me in the Holy Spirit, I wasn't really necessarily going to church, but it ruined my life. It, I mean, in a good way, it, I was completely transformed. I was telling all my friends who were doing all kinds of crazy things that I was included in, I was telling everybody about this, the reality of Jesus Christ, that he was real, because I had such an experiential knowledge of Jesus because of the Holy Spirit. This is what we're praying. Now, some of you guys have been, have been believers for many years, and, and I've been a believer for, you know, I don't know, 20-some years now. And uh, sometimes we kind of get, like, familiar to this idea that we can know Jesus on this intimate and experiential and supernatural level. And I feel like he's stirring us up again, being like, no, you, you have not arrived. You have barely scratched the surface of who I am. Barely. There is so much more that he wants to give us and show us and reveal about himself. Because in this knowledge, in this experiential knowledge, we are transformed Talk about like a cure for sin management. Experience Jesus. See Jesus. You will be transformed. You can't help but be changed. It's impossible. Your will is not strong enough <laughs> to be in the presence of Almighty God and not be changed. All right. So that's first thing, right? That's for what purpose? Why are we praying this prayer? You know, like, you know, are we trying to be like the most prophetic person in the room or the most person, you know, the person with the most knowledge and to be able to teach? No, none of that is the purpose of any of this stuff. It is first off to know him, to experience him in real ways. And number two, as we read on through this prayer, is to know what has been made available to us through the knowledge of him. Okay, so we're going to kind of go through that 
Petra, yeah, if you could share that up on the screen here. So we're going to kind of go through this. I know you guys are like, what? Paul's doing PowerPoint? What's going on here? <laughs> I'm getting organized. What in the world, right? Uh, well, you've been sitting on this for a couple of weeks. I feel like I, I might as well put something to it, right? <laughs> so he wants to reveal things to us in a supernatural way. Through the knowledge of him, and I'm going to read uh, the scripture because this is another, you know, purpose of the Holy Spirit. John 16, 12 through 13, it says, Jesus is talking here. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them. And, the, and, and really the Greek in there, it means to or take them upon you or to grasp them at the present time. But when he... Who? The spirit of truth comes. He will guide you into all truth, for he will speak. He will not speak on his own, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. Okay, this is talking about things in many, Revelation on many levels. It's talking about the, the gift of prophecy. It's talking about just the, the intellect of God, basically. That the Holy Spirit, he searches all things, even the deep things of God, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says, and he, he reveals them to us. I heard uh, John Paul Jackson call the Holy Spirit like, uh, like God's search engine. <laughs> he literally searches the depths of God. And we have access to him. Okay. And there's a reason why, we have, why he wants to show these things. He, wa- he wants to be part of our life. He wants to be in our everyday life. But at that point, the disciples, Jesus is talking to the 12 here, and he's saying, there is so, and I can just feel the excitement of Jesus. He's like, man, there's just so much stuff I want to share with you guys. So much. But right now, you can't comprehend it. You don't even have a grid for it. I can't, if I share it with you, you're not going to be able to retain it. But... When the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to show you these things. So what is he saying? He's saying develop this intimacy, this relationship with the Holy Spirit for him to speak to you and to show these things that Jesus was longing to show the disciples. All right. And this is 1 Corinthians 2.12. It says, Now we have not received the spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy Spirit, who is from God, given to us that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. So that's one of the reasons of the Holy Spirit, that spirit of wisdom and revelation, why he was given to us that we might realize, comprehend, appreciate, to have a revelatory knowledge of what is available for us as sons and as daughters. Because there is an inheritance that was given to us when we, became, when we were born again. And that inheritance was purchased by Jesus on the cross. We've talked about this many times. There was an, uh, Jesus took back what the enemy stole, basically, from Adam And there is an inheritance now for us that we will, for the rest of our life, be getting to know what is actually in that inheritance. 
I mean, think about you just reading a will. I mean, it's just like we're just reading everything that was left to us by the finished work of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. This inheritance that was left for us. But we need the Holy Spirit to first off reveal what it is and, to, and second off to make it real in our lives that we're actually walking in the inheritance as a son and a daughter of God. Does that make sense? So the Holy Spirit, he loves to make us look like Jesus. He loves to reveal our inheritance as sons and daughters. And he loves to make it real and practical and actually coming out of our life. Okay? So let's move on down. So we're going to go through this. Ephesians uh, 1.18. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Another way of saying that Amplified says, by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light. Okay? Another prayer in the Bible that, that uh, basically mirrors this is, if you want to turn to a 2 Kings 6.17, I'm just going to read it quick and kind of talk about it. This is the story here now where uh, Elijah and his servant uh, were, were hanging out in this city, and these armies came against Elisha to kill Elisha, basically. Armies, like multiple armies coming after them. And you've got Elijah standing there, like I'm just picturing him standing there on the wall, kind of looking at these armies, and his servant just hanging out right there, freaking out, like, like, master, master, look at these armies. What are we going to do? Like, they're going to come. They're going to do whatever they want. They're going to kill us, you know, freaking out. And Elijah's like, man, dude, chill. <laughs> and he prays this simple prayer. He says, then Elijah prayed and said, oh, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And then immediately the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw and behold, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So there was like a, an unveiling that took place. This is a, basically the same Ephesians 18 prayer, praying that the eyes of our heart are opened up so we can see what's going on in the spirit and so that we don't necessarily make decisions and live our life based solely what we see in the natural. Because as soon as his servant saw the chariots of fire of angels, like, and basically saying, hey, there are many more for us than there are against us. You know how many situations that you guys are in right now where it looks like the enemy has completely surrounded you and like the Holy Spirit just needs to unveil your, your, the eyes of your heart to show you how many more are for you than there are against you? I guarantee if you have that revelation, you will behave differently in your circumstance. So I encourage you guys, if you're in difficult situations, pray this prayer. Holy Spirit, open the eyes of my heart. Show me what you see. Show me what's going on in the Spirit. And he will. He will give you his perspective. All right, so this is that same prayer. I pray that the eyes, and, and this is for what purpose? And we're going to kind of go through it here. Now, to know that word in there, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Now, I've got to pull it back here. 
So I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which you've been called. That word know, it literally means to, to see. And, it's, and it's, a, it's more than a head knowledge. It's, it's a revelatory knowledge. In the Greek, it actually, it's a revelatory knowledge. And it also says, it's also the meaning is being able to see. You know, the same word in the Greek that's used there is used in Matthew 12, 25, when it says that Jesus knew their thoughts. It was a revelatory knowledge. You know, it was, it was a story when Jesus, he knew the thoughts of the Pharisees, you know, and he knew that prophetically by the power of the Holy Spirit. That same knowledge. So there's a scene that takes place in the eyes of our heart for all of these things. So there's an availing that needs to take place. And so, and this is for the reason. This is what the Holy Spirit, he wants to do. And number one, it says, you know, to have a revelatory knowledge or to see the hope to which he has called you. Okay? And all that means, simplify it, is the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you your purpose for being born. The calling on your life. Who you are as a son. He wants to reveal the purposes and the adventures that he has for you in this life. Because he wants you to follow them. He is the creator. When he designed and knit you in your mother's womb, he was knitting and forming together your purpose, your personality, your gifting. He has specific things just for you to accomplish. specifically for you. Sometimes we as Christians, we kind of like, you know, like the antidote to jealousy within the body is this, is knowing that you have a purpose that's just for you and that everybody is needed to walk in their purpose. Everybody, we need everybody walking in the fullness of their purpose. There's room for everybody. All right. So the Holy Spirit, he wants to, you to have a revelatory knowledge of this. He wants you to be able to see how many people, don't raise your hands, but how many people really know here today what you're called to do, what you're supposed to be doing in this season right now? I'll be honest, that's probably one of the number one questions people ask me. Hey, what's the Lord telling you or showing you about what I'm supposed to be doing right now? Holy Spirit wants to show you. He wants to reveal it to you. Because when you experience it with him, trust me, you'll have the fortitude to carry it out. If somebody comes up and tells you everything you need to know and you don't have this relationship with the Holy Spirit, when you try stepping in your calling, you're going to get your butt whooped. (laughs) All right. So number two. He wants to give you a revelatory knowledge and to see the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Now, that's a mouthful right there. And I'm like, Lord, what in the world is that? The glorious inheritance of riches, you know, it's like, what does that mean? What what does that actually mean? And he said something really simple. He said, Paul, it's just resources. Resources of heaven. I want you to know what is available for you so that you can go and get it, and you, by faith, can take it and operate in it in your calling. 
So what I've called you to do is impossible for you to accomplish, but there are resources in heaven that are available to you that I'm going to reveal to you by revelatory knowledge that you can access. Does that make sense? That could be something as practical, practical as money. Your calling is going to take money. What God has for you in this world is going to take money. But we have a father who owns cattle of a thousand hills, and he has, his resources are unlimited in that sense. I mean, he goes fishing to get gold out of fish, fish's mouths, you know, that kind of thing. But like, you know, that is just a practical picture of the resources of heaven. Like Jesus received that by revelation by the father to go throw your fishing pole. Don't throw your fishing pole, you know. <laughs> Throw the hook over into the water, and you're going to catch this fish. And he, told, he tells his disciples, go do it. And boom, there it goes, and there's some gold to pay the, the temple tax, right? God knows you need money, but he has unlimited resources. But if you don't know that it's there, you will be stuck in your calling, and you will dream small, and you will never really accomplish what he's called you to do. Money is huge, I'm telling you. That's why he deals so much in our heart, the love of money. Because it can trip you up, but it's also a tool that he uses. Anyway, that's just one practical thing. I'm talking, you know, resources, like we're talking gifts, power of the Holy Spirit, revelatory, you know, the gifts, all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He wants you to know that you have them. He wants you to know how to walk in them. This is on many levels. I can't even get in all the... I could just do a message just on, you know, (laughs) the resources of heaven. You know, I've heard this story about, like, uh, I think it was Heidi Baker. I can't remember who it was. You guys probably correct me if I'm wrong. But they had this experience with the Holy Spirit where the Lord took them into this warehouse in heaven where there were body parts all hanging and stuff like that. And I don't know about you, but I was like, man, that's kind of gruesome. (laughs) And uh, But, like, the Lord was showing this person, I think it was Heidi Baker, that there is resources in heaven to bring down on earth for healing for people's bodies. That there's actually, and you know, here's the other thing that the Lord's been really speaking to me a lot this past year is that we don't know, we have not barely tapped into the resources of the angelic hosts that are for us. You know, Hebrews just says that they're, they're ministers to the heirs of salvation. Angels. They're ministers for us. And like we barely have scratched the surface of like their operation in our lives and what they do and bring. And because a lot of times God will use angels to bring these resources from heaven to earth and to actually manifest it here in the natural. But guess what? We need a revelatory knowledge of what is available. I can't see. I can't see the, the armies of chariots of fire or whatever, you know, kind of thing surrounding us. But I want to. I want to see it more in my life. I mean, goodness, why don't we take advantage of what God's given us, you know? <laughs> I feel like sometimes there's some angels just sitting around just like kind of... <laughs> Literally just like, man, when is Paul going to know it? He can just like pray and I'm going to, you know. They're just like waiting for us to pray his kingdom come on earth. 
oh, finally, he gets it. All right, let's go, guys, you know, and then he sends the angel. There you got this angel kind of like entourage helping you out, whatever God's called you to do. Now, I'm not saying pray to angels. I'm just saying like, you know, here, pray, ask the Father to release those angels. All right. Gosh, okay, I'm going to go a rabbit trail here. I could just stick here. Maybe I need to go there another day. But number three, the Holy Spirit, he's giving us a, uh, he wants to give us a revelatory knowledge and to see what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe? I know that's a mouthful too. But it's just basically saying that the Holy Spirit wants to give you and I a, a revelatory experiential knowledge of the Holy Spirit dunamis power that is available to us as believers, as sons, as daughters. Because if you, if you know that it's there... You can access it. I know that sounds simple, but if you know and have confidence that the power is there and you can get to it, you will access it. Do you guys, that's, what this is, that's why this is so important. Now we can read about it and, we, and know it in our head. Oh yeah, we have the Holy Spirit living inside us. Greater is him who lives in us than he who lives in the world. We could, we could like, you know, memorize and, and quote all the scriptures we want, and I encourage you guys to do that. But until you have a revelation, of a, a reality of that word in your life, I'm telling you, you probably won't have faith to access it. So we need that unveiling. We need to know that it's there, not just in our head knowledge. Start there, okay, read scripture, you know, meditate on it, but ask Holy Spirit, make this real to me. Make this come out of my life, out of my speech, out of my behaviors, out of my actions. When I talk to people, when I pray for people, Lord, let me see what is available for me as a son because I want to see your kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. So that's what the Holy Spirit, he wants to do this. Isn't that awesome? We don't have to beg him. He wants to do this. That's one of the purposes why he's still here hanging out with us, putting up with us, right? He loves to do it. All right. So to wrap that up, so the Holy Spirit, he's come because he wants you to know the calling on your life. He wants you to know it more than just head knowledge. And he wants you to know that with that calling for you to carry out, that there's resources from heaven, supernatural resources from heaven, available for you to accomplish this seemingly impossible purpose and calling on your life. And he also wants you to know the power, the dunamis Holy Spirit supernatural power that is going to enable you to carry it out. Does that make sense? This is, that, this is the simple little prayer we just read. It's all in here. It's powerful. I encourage you guys, let's pray this prayer out. And I want to wrap this up real quick here. Maybe real quick. Hopefully, Lord help me. So I want to talk a little bit more about that, this, this access that we have to the intelligence of God. You know, God wants us to know him through our intimate relationship with Jesus. And we have access 
to the intelligence of God through the Holy Spirit, through the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And this is an access with our brains. You know, we, we've grown up in, in our, the Western civilization who like values intellect and education, all these things above all things, really. So for us, this is hard. I'm going to be honest, this is hard. You talk to, to somebody from a third world country or somebody that maybe hasn't been like in a society that just pressures education, education, head, you know, oh, they smart, intelligent, all that stuff. And you begin to teach them about things of the spirit or you teach a child about the things of the spirit. It is so easy for them to access it because their head isn't getting in the way. So, and I'm talking to you guys, like, this is my experience, too, because, like, I get caught up in my head a lot of times, and I'm just like, Holy Spirit, just shut this thing down. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. Like I told you before, I value education. I love it. I love learning. You know, head, you know, natural learning and school and, and that kind of thing. Um, but I, but I, there's a place for that. And then there's a place that we need to understand that our brains, they're really, they're awesome gifts and tools. It's really a tool that God's given us to interpret revelation from him. So revelation doesn't necessarily start in our brain. It starts in our spirit, and it's interpreted in our brain. So a lot of times, and I'm saying this because I want to be real practical with you guys, because sometimes we try to start out up here, like, and we're praying this prayer, God, give me this knowledge, give me this, I'm going to read and study, I'm going to get all the commentaries, I'm going to, you know, I want to know your ways, that's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that, I encourage you to do that, but don't do it before, Lord, open the eyes of my spirit, man, help me to see by the power of your Holy Spirit revelation, revelatory knowledge, so that I can know who you are and I can know the things that you've made available through the cross. And then guess what? Your brain is still in there. Your brain still, God still uses your brain. It's a tool to interpret, you know, the things of God that, that he's sharing with you, okay? So God, he specifically wants to give us spiritual insight into impossible situations in people's lives. And we can be a blessing to those around us, our coworkers, our neighbors, our family members, because we have access to, to the intelligence of God. I don't want to say the brain of God, because that just sounds weird. I just kind of picture as a big brain in heaven. That's not, that's not what we're big. That's not God. We're talking about the Father here. All-knowing, all-powerful, who knows all things. He knows everyone's thoughts. He knows every person and every molecule and atom in the universe. He knows them. He names all the stars, has a name for every single one of them. Think about that. Man, that's crazy. The intelligence of God. He holds literally the universe in the palm of his hand. I mean, that's how big he is. And we have access to his intelligence through the power of the Holy Spirit. So, and, and just to kind of, so God, he wants in this prayer and in this interaction, in this relationship with the Holy Spirit, he wants us to have this access to God's heart and God's mind for the people around us, to the situation around, because he's called you guys to be problem solvers, practical problem solvers here on earth to actually help people 
I'm not talking about just preaching to them, actually helping them in their everyday life situation. The Holy Spirit, he wants to access, he searches the mind of God, and he gives us the answers for the people around us. This has been happening a lot since I've been praying this prayer, I'm telling you guys. It's been happening a lot in my life, but there's just been an uptick of this. And just in a practical example of this, I remember one time I was, uh, I was at work, and... Um, and there, there was this one guy at work, and uh, my gosh, every day I'd hear it. He would be like fighting with his wife. He'd come into work. He'd be bad-mouthing his wife and saying she does this, that, that. Like every day. I was so sick of it. <laughs> my motivation wasn't necessarily like love for the guy. I was just sick of hearing it. And I was like, Lord, what in the world is going on in this situation? And I began to access the intelligence of the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then, boom, I had this picture in my mind's eye. Remember, it started my spirit, but my mind was able to, like, interpret what I was receiving. And I had this picture of his wife having to get an abortion. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Lord, what in the world? And I just, I'll be honest, I was so sick of hearing about it, I just said it. <laughs> And I said, and I tried to do it in the most love and grace I could. I was like, you know the reason why you're fighting so much with your wife? And he's like, what? I was like, well, she has unforgiveness towards you because you forced her to have an abortion. You should have seen the guy's face. <laughs> he was just kind of like, what? Who told you that? He got angry. He's like, who told you? How did you know that? But it was this awesome door for the Holy Spirit to just be like, well, there, my father who loves you and he loves your marriage, he loves your wife, he wants to see your marriage healthy. He just revealed that to me because he wants you guys to work that out and for you guys to stop fighting. I mean, he was flabbergasted. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, I was flabbergasted too. I was like, oh my gosh, I can, thank goodness that was right because gosh, that would have been bad. <laughs> if I wasn't right, he'd probably have been like, what the heck? You know, that's some workplace violence or something, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and that guy, he ended up coming to know the Lord because of a lot of things. But God wanted to get his attention. He loved he loved my coworker. He loved his wife. He loved their marriage. He hated seeing the enemy destroying, killing, and stealing from them. So much so that he revealed me, who's, I'm clueless a lot of times, I'll be honest. <laughs> like, just this, I mean, it was just like a, a flash. It wasn't this like great picture or vision kind of thing. It was just this flash, you know, of them getting an abortion. And, um, and they actually, and they have kids now today. And um, anyways, but it was like the revelation of the Holy Spirit coming in my intimacy and in my dialogue with him throughout the day in real life, not just on Sunday morning or when you're at home group or church. You definitely, we obviously do that, but it's a lot easier to do that there, right? It's a lot harder when you're actually in real life and you're dealing with real 
issues in people's lives. Not that we don't have real issues, but you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. What you're dealing with non-believers. We have unlimited resources in the spirit that are available to us because we're sons, because we're daughters. If you're born again and you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you're a son. You became a daughter and you have an inheritance that was left to you by your older brother, Jesus, right? Jesus, our older brother, the last Adam. But we have access to this and we can practically walk it out in our everyday life and God wants us to. He wants to reveal the hidden things. He wants to give us wisdom and revelation for solutions for the impossible. When something looks impossible, a situation looks impossible like Elijah and his servant, he wants the eyes of our heart to be enlightened, to be flooded with revelatory knowledge so that we see the solution and that we can act on it in faith. And I'm, I'm going to be real with you. This can be very practical I mean, remember, God designed everything. He's the God who invented physics. He knows everything about physics. He knows everything about electronics. And I'm saying all that stuff because you can literally be asking the Holy Spirit, Lord, I don't know, like, okay, because in my, my prior life, I was a, a network engineer. And uh, I remember one time I was, uh, I was working for the school system, and I was in this, um, I was at Murrayville Elementary School, right? And uh, there was like a major issue with this system there. And I tried everything. I tried everything uh, that I knew to do in my own knowledge. And I'm like, what in the world? This whole system was down. And, uh, and, I, was like, and I was like, you know, I remembered this scripture that I have this access to the, to the knowledge of God, to the, to the intelligence of the Father. And I literally, I prayed, Lord, show me what's going on here. You know what's going on here. You see it right now. Now reveal it to me. And all of a sudden, I'm telling you, it was just like a flash. I, there was this one part in this whole system that, was, that I saw was damaged. So I went to it. I replaced it. Boom. It fixed the whole system. I mean, we have access to this as sons and daughters. Let's take advantage of it. There's some of you guys who are called to like solve massive problems and that in your own brain and intelligence, you might not have the capacity to do it, but because you have access to the intelligence of God that you can do awesome things like cures for cancer, cures for AIDS, all of these things can come by revelatory knowledge of the Holy Spirit. Solutions for, you know, we talk green energy, you know, so, God, he created physics. He is very scientific. He made this universe. He loves science. And he knows he's the most intelligent being in the universe. And he has solutions for all of these issues that he wants to bring through you. Not because of anything you did, but because you're his son, you're his daughter and you receive it by grace through faith, like everything in the kingdom comes.
Thank goodness, because gosh, I can't, couldn't earn any of it. We couldn't earn any of this stuff. But it is available to us because of who he made us to be in this intimacy that we have with him. There's no longer a veil that we can boldly come, boldly, with confidence, come before the God of the universe because of the blood of the Lamb, and we can sit in his lap and say, Daddy, I need a solution for my, my neighbors. They're having this tough time. I've tried all of my Christianese with them, and it's not working. <laughs> I've tried praying for them over and over, and it's not working. You know what's needed here. Speak to me. Holy, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation that I may know you better, that I may know your heart and your mind for the solution and that I can see and perceive with the eyes of my heart so by faith I can actually step out with what you're showing me. Does that make sense? Well, awesome. So just to wrap, you know, wrap this thing up, just a summary. You know, he wants to give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. He loves to pour out his spirit of wisdom and revelation to his sons and daughters because he wants us to experientially know Jesus more, the Holy Spirit. He wants to show you Jesus. He wants to make Jesus more real to you than you ever experienced. And he wants you to know and have, that you have access to the revelatory knowledge of the Holy Spirit so that you know your calling, that you know the resources of heaven that will actually enable you to walk in it, and then the power to accomplish your calling. Does that make sense? So let's take advantage of our position as a son and a daughter, that we have this inheritance. Search it out.